Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing on this uh, Wednesday? Yeah, we're doing we're doing double this we're week. Do, we're, it's, yeah, it's we're super doing exciting this week. Well, yeah, I mean, we have so many great things to talk about, um, and so many cool guests, and I, I I wish we could do this every day. We get yeah, I mean, if we could make a living out of this, anybody want to buy the show <laughs> and hire us? Um, yeah, we will I mean, do we, it every day. We, we we get so many people requesting to be on the show and guests and talk about this that seriously, I mean, doing one show a week. I think we right now are booking guests for next March. Mm-hmm. It's that packed yeah. full. Right, yeah. So every once in a while, we throw an extra in midweek here and we'll do two shows. So this is one of these bonus episodes. Yeah. Um, but before we get to this week's great uh, guests with a brand new and incredibly exciting product uh just a quick shout out thank you to bruce at hypebot and bands in town for continuing to support us and of course to our sponsors bandzoogle.com built by musicians for musicians bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and epk for your music bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world from weekend warriors to grammy winners All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So we got a great little offer for all of our listeners out there. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days. And when you register, make sure you use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, online, and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams, and that's a lot of marketing. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com place an order for a hundred or more CDs. And when you check out, make sure you use the promo code free biz, all one word free biz, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. Awesome. So this week, Jay, who sits down with us? Oh, we have such a great show today. Listen through to the end. So excited about this. Mike and I have been talking about, a replacement for the huge loss that was pledge music, but not just a replacement one that doesn't where you don't get screwed one that's really learn the lessons. Yes. Learn the lesson. So today we have a a couple of the founders of a new platform called sonically. And I, I can't tell you how excited I am, Mike, to get in there and use this thing. Yeah. I can't wait till they open the doors and we can kick the tires and give it a try because 
uh, crowdfunding is really important. I love it. I love it as a marketing person. I love it as a fan. It's just, I'm glad we got somebody who, who's learning and looking at what didn't go right in the past yep. and correcting it and making it even better. So yep. yep, we'll see you at the end. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we're joined by Brian Camilio and Andrew Isley from Sonically. Brian is the chairman and Andrew is the CEO and co-founder. Gentlemen, welcome to the Thank show. You. It's so great Thank to see you. Thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you. Good morning. Afternoon. Wow. Wherever you are. I, when I read about Sonically... Um, I got very excited because there's been a hole in this industry since uh, the pledge music debacle, and we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but there is definitely a need in the marketplace. And I would love to learn uh, all about sonically. Let's just start off. Like for those that haven't heard of sonically, um, what is it? Well, it's essentially a, funding platform specifically for musicians. I, I started ArtistShare a long time ago, 2001. I started a company, a company called ArtistShare, which was kind of the first direct-to-fan crowdfunding website for musicians. But we were so specialized, uh, we kind of turned into label services really quickly and uh, a highly curated artist base. So it wasn't anything that anybody could come in and just use but we were able to kind of hone our craft as, as you might say, uh, of funding for artist projects. And then over the years, other, other sites kind of followed suit, but nothing really specific for music until, until Pledge Music came along. And which was of course, um, you know, a huge success in sure. its day uh, before it ran into whatever problems it ran into. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right, is when, when Pledge Music went down, um, there is no longer a, a funding website specifically for musicians because musicians have completely unique needs yeah. and work on a completely different schedule than, let's say, you know, podcasters or inventors or widget makers or whatever it might sure. be. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah, we're super excited about it too. You know, Sonically is is basically a place where uh, any musician can go. And set up a project, whether it be big or small. You know, it can last a week. It can last ninety days. Uh, they can engage with their fans and fund their their projects. And and I think the thing that that, that we love about it the most is that uh, it takes about ten minutes to set up a project, as opposed to you know some of the other sites. It takes a while, mm-hmm. um, and we have templated stuff specifically targeted for musicians, and then they can go in and and uh, do multiple projects over a period of time uh, to keep fans engaged and to work on their own creative uh, output, which, you know, s- some people create all the time. Some people create only once every couple months, you know, yeah. so is that, well, is that y- covered for you? Yeah. So I, I guess my first question would be for, for artists out there who have done crowdfunding in the past, whether it was through pledge music or Kickstarter or Indiegogo or anything else. What, what are you guys doing that might be different other than you're focused on musicians, but are, 
do you have any additional feature sets, any bells and whistles that are going to really set you apart for an artist to say, well, yeah, this is so much better than Kickstarter. This is so much better than Indiegogo or, you know, GoFundMe or, or, or whatever else is out there. Yeah, we do. We do. And I'll take this one too. Yeah. Uh, we, we do have uh, some differentiating features that again are specific for musicians and, and their fan base. If you, if you do a comparison, let's say, um, let's just take the, the gorilla, you know, 800 pound gorilla, which is Kickstarter, right? Uh, what they have is something that we set up and you set a financial goal and that goal is public and which means you publicly succeed, but you also publicly fail, right? Which is really a terrible thing for musicians because the number of the amount of money that's raised in a project doesn't equate to the quality of their work. And I think Never. It, yeah. it can be really bad uh, for musicians, you know, to do that. So we only put, we put a percentage up, you know, it's, it's a percentage. No one really knows, you know, how much it, it is or whatnot. And plus they can change that. Interesting. You know, they, they can change the amount. They know what it's going to take to, to create whatever they've set out to create. Uh, so we, we don't, put any unreasonable restraints on, on an artist. You know, so, you just, so, an, so an artist can adjust their goal mid project up or yes. down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Well that, 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 that's good. So that an yeah. artist, you know, if an artist is over ambitious and says, I want to raise a hundred thousand dollars. And at the end of the day, they're only at 25, you know, they might sit here and go, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out elsewhere, but we'll, yeah lower our goal so we can at least yeah achieve you, success yeah you adjust exactly. it and so then it's perceived as more of a success and and less of uh, a failure um andrew what do you think about this platform that you've been roped into what are the things that are compelling to you i wouldn't say roped in brian and i have known each other for years and kind of ping-ponged ideas back and forth and this one kind of checked all the boxes of something i mean the, the music component, solving a problem in the marketplace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing a, a, a scalable, frictionless platform, it, it, all those things. And the fact that, you know, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better partner in uh, Brian in terms of experience, both the, the music and the crowdfunding, and then yeah. having Benji as an advisor from Pledge Music to learn everything that went well there and everything that didn't go well after he left that could have been done differently, it, tremendously valuable to us. So we, we put everything we do through that lens of does it help the artist? So the, the idea of flexible funding targets uh, and, and flexible project end dates wouldn't necessarily work for Kickstarter if you need a million bucks to build a prototype for something. But an artist often doesn't know the exact amount they need. And we, we have some checks in place to make sure the integrity of the project uh, remains in place. But it gives the artist the ability to kind of course navigate, make sure they're going to get to the finish line and deliver. Because it's not, we don't see this as an e-commerce platform. This is just not, not another place to sell product. This is to uh, engage with your fans, fund product projects, identify wow. super fans who really know who they are. Because a lot of artists have lots of fans and followers, but if if they're on other platforms where you don't really have that data and the ability to connect directly, yeah. this lets you know who, who are the super fans, who are the evangelizers, who's going to go bring people to your next show, who's yeah. going to be excited about supporting you. And we have a, a private feed to allow supporters 
to kind of get access behind the velvet rope of what's going on with the project that the artists can use however they like to yeah. share insights into the creative process and to the progress during the course yeah. of the project. I think that's really important. And you, you touched on something that Mike and I talk about frequently. First of all, there's just been this gaping hole in the industry since Pledge Music left. But you just talked about Benji, and that's great that you have him as an advisor. How are you going to keep this from falling into the same hole that Pledge Music did? Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, what are these checks and balances that you've put in place? And 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 I want to approach it from a couple different angles. The checks and balances of I'm an artist and I got burned by pledge music or I'm a fan and I got burned by pledge music and I don't trust the term crowdfunding ever again. But then the other side of it where you said you can adjust the goal. So imagine an artist says, well, I need $50,000 to record, complete and finish this project, but they adjust the goal down to $10,000, take the $10,000, but never finish the project. Yeah, how great. do you how do you protect it from that side of things as well? Yeah, no, well, there's great, there's great two there's two aspects here. There's the there's the uh, protecting the fan and and also protecting the artist. So protecting the artist is easy. We don't touch the money. The money doesn't the, the money when it's when it's charged it splits off, you know, directly to the artist. Well, that so, that in itself is huge. Yeah, you know, and we also have a thing called unconditional support. Which um, it's it's uh, for me the perspective is always how do we how do we make sure we we the artist doesn't screw up with their fans, you know. And one of the things that that Indiegogo does, where they have this thing called keep it all, right? And the artist gets to choose to keep all the money. Well, we have unconditional support where the fan chooses whether the artist gets to keep the money or not. So we switch that those roles around. Now, as far as a an artist coming in and um, saying, I, I need $50,000 for a project. I only have 10. Well, if they, you know, are unscrupulous and, and want to completely ruin their relationship with their fans, they cannot deliver this stuff. Uh, but what they can do is they can, music is, is so much different than everything else because you can create music on all different financial levels, you know? And one of the things that we, tell people to do, you know, it, it, when they come in and say, don't go for that big Hail Mary thing. Go in and if you need to do a big 50,000 project, break it up into five smaller projects. It, let's do, let's write a song, you know, every every week for, you know, every month for, you know, three months, whatever, whatever it is. So part of it is we also guide the artist in that way so they don't screw up with their fans, you know, if somebody's coming in and just trying to raise money to keep the money and kind of steal from their fans, they probably don't have any, probably don't have any fans, you know, to begin with, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, there's only so much you can do. Sure. Uh, sure. So yeah. I mean, and, and, and to your point, you, you, you put these checks and balances in, in hopes that it works, but at the end of the day, you can't, assure everybody that they're going to all be on the up and up and play by the rules. But, right. you know, as, as, as we all know, coming out of the pledge music meltdown, there was an incredible amount of hatred just towards crowdfunding period that, that, you know, it was sort of like 
damn it, Pledge Music, you ruined it for everybody else in this space. Because as Jay and I have always said, crowdfunding is a great tool. We love it. We think it's great. I mean, I've used it as a fan and I've used it with clients. And Pledge Music was a bad case. Don't lump everybody else in, yeah. but that means it's tougher for you guys to launch a new platform because right away, I imagine right away, artists are going, I don't know, how, why should I trust you? Why yeah, should yeah. I trust yeah. you guys? Well, yeah, we have, I think, I'm sure if we've experienced that, you know, uh, yet, but the, the, the bottom line is all music is crowdfunded, regardless of whatever you're doing. All music is supported directly by fans. You know, so you can call it whatever you like, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's there's no way crowdfunding is going away. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, let me let me ask yeah. you this. Yeah. One of the beautiful things that <clears throat> Pledge Music evolved into uh, before its demise was something a little bit unexpected. And that was that it became more than just uh, a GoFundMe kind of thing. It became a destination. It became the new Tower Records. It became a place like a coffee shop. It became an online you store. Right. You couldn't wait to get their emails to see what was being offered. People were doing like signed drum heads and stage used guitars. And it became more of just like, hey, I'm coming out with an album. Maybe, you know, you could put forth some out some money and help me fund this thing. Talk a little bit about where you're heading for having this platform be more than just a place where people can raise a little bit of money for their project. Yeah, well, the exciting thing about what, what you're pointing out exactly is it doesn't have to be the next mega project. And Brian alluded to this as well, that Kickstarter is, is sort of an easy comp. And we think there's a, a hundred reasons why this is better for musicians. But Patreon is also sort of an uh, interesting comp in terms of developing recurring revenue. And Patreon is a great platform if you're a, a podcaster or somebody who's putting out content on a very yeah. regular schedule where the yeah. relationship, you know, uh, or, or what you're getting in return for your su subscription makes sense. And uh, a music creator doesn't necessarily, or in very rare cases, actually creates content in that way, but they want to, they want recurring revenue. And what's nice about our platform is it's so easy to build a project. And once you've set up the, set up this transparent payment mechanism, you only have to do that once you can crank out content uh, or, or projects of the type that you mentioned, find lyric sheets, you know, things I want to my pedals, my equipment, um, a, a, a chat with fans, come down to the studio for a recording session. You can do all those things very simply. So part of it is also just getting a mindset that crowdfunding, I, I, Brian and I agree 100%, it's not going anywhere. Crowdfunding is great. And to the extent it gets a little bit of a bad name, it's because it's dumped into that all or nothing, big project, success or failure. It's not, it's not the funding mechanism. So we, we wanna help people change their thinking about it, that it's really just making sure that most of that fan support in terms of dollars makes it to the artist. And yeah. if an artist wants to put things out on a weekly basis or a couple of months in a row and then skip a couple of months, entirely up to the artist and they don't then also segment their fan base in terms of subscribers and non-subscribers. You put projects out there, I may support this one, skip a month, come back the next month, but I'm, you know, I'm in the inner circle. I'm, I'm, I'm getting access to these cool things. So I think that, you know, th there are comps to the great things that happened at Pledge uh, and 
fortunately, to avoid the issues they ran into there, pretty straightforward how, how to avoid it. And we think we've kind of locked that down so it, 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 won't, it can't be an issue. How, how, does, how does your, your payout to the artists work? You know, as soon as somebody pledges, is it, is it immediately sent to the artist? Do you wait until the artist reaches the goal that they set to pay it out? You know, Pledge had these weird tiers that you hit a certain amount and you got 25% and you hit a certain amount. And it wasn't until you actually delivered the final product that you got all of the funds. How, how you know, to some extent, that's what the artists really care about is when do I get the money? When right. do I actually see the money? Because I can't go into the studio and record yeah. until I get the money that has been pledged to me. Well, that that's where the unconditional support comes in. Well, right now, um, if there's you put up a project, people you know put their money in, but it, the cards don't get charged until the project reaches the goal that is set for the project, whatever the percentage of that is. But if the fan chooses unconditional support, it gets charged right then and there and split off to the artist. So the artist can send the message to the fan base saying, "Hey, you know, do unconditional support because I need to go into the studio." You know sooner or whatever. So we put it in the fans' hands to be able to decide when the artist gets paid. We don't decide that at all. You know, it's only when the, you know, some people don't want the card to be charged until it reaches a particular sure. goal they know right. it's going to happen. And, right. and, and, but then if once that goal is reached is 100% less your, your take, Yep. is immediately transferred to the artist. There's no tiered payouts. You know, when am I seeing this? And when am I seeing no. that? Okay. One of the and great things, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say real quick, related to the unconditional payout, that sounds like it would be an, a great opportunity to give an ability to give an extra incentive. So have the artist say, okay, if you choose unconditional payout, you're going to get this little extra bonus versus all the fans who don't do the unconditional payout you know mm -hmm. everybody else just gets the cd and an unconditional payout gets an autograph cd do you have that sort of mechanism built in it's not built in uh because the artist can communicate that in any way and the artist gets reports so they can say if you've got unconditional support you're going to get x y and z and then when they run they they got run it. their reports they can just send that stuff out to them. So that's another thing too that that we that we realized when when you know when we talked to the guys that pledge and I've known Benji for years, um, it, it's what went wrong here. And a part of it that went wrong is that they started taking too too much on, you know, uh, as with regards to this whole tiered payout thing, mm -hmm. and then then the, the whole you know helping with you know mitigate the manufacturing and stuff like that yeah. we're we just want the easiest quickest way for fans and artists to connect and the fan and, the, and to exchange money you know that's yeah. right yeah that's all we want we don't want to we don't want to get in the way yeah you, know, of, of well, you just out. touched on something that i wanted to ask about and that is when you said they could pull reports one of the great things about crowdfunding in general and some of these platforms is that you get a couple of things you get to capture the fan you get to capture that email which is crucial but also importantly you can kind of get a sense of you know what how's it doing you know where is this transaction happening who are my fans can you talk a little bit about the data on the back end that you provide 
yep. sure. We we give the artist uh, every everything they need to know to fulfill on offers. So if it's a digital download, something of that effect, they get an email address. Uh, if it's a physical name, product, it's being, yeah, yeah, <laughs> name, email address, what what they need to fulfill the offer. If it's a physical product uh, that they're delivering, then they also get a shipping address. And I'm jumping back to, to Michael's point earlier um, about giving something to all the fans. The, the, the unconditional support are the super fans and they do have that information then to do something special. So while we don't have it built in as a requirement, they're strongly encouraged to do special things for their super fans. Like that fan has raised her hand and said, I love what you're doing. So I'm providing my support unconditionally or um, it, uh, something that was not terribly familiar to me being in more kind of B2B and other types of platforms is how frequently a supporter pledges or supports above the minimum for the, for the offer. Yeah. So, you know, this, the signed CD is $50. I'll give you a hundred dollars and I don't need to wait till you finish the product and send it to me, keep it, whether or not you, you complete the product uh, project and, and fulfill on it, which it's, again, it's just such a different dynamic going on here. That it, that it provides this ability to give the creator options on moving targets uh, because they are incredibly incented to fulfill and keep people happy. Like the, the motivation to, to scam or do the wrong thing in that relationship is inf infinitesimal because um, right. you know, you're, you're, you're spending all this time and energy. This is the dream and you're, you're building a fan base. The last thing you're gonna do is, is do something to you know, mislead them or have them have right. a bad experience when they're connecting directly with you. There's nobody like Sonically is not, we're really not about our brand and Hey, Sonically we're, I mean, if you look at our project page, it's, it's all about the artists, their look, their feel, their design. Uh, we're not trying to push the, the, the fan off in 10 other directions and get them to buy other things and do other things. It's really providing frictionless tools to the, to the music creator and to the fan to connect and engage and, do exciting things. Yeah. Now, the other our, thing too, can I ask? Sure, sure. Go ahead. That I've realized, you know, because I've been doing this for close to 20 years now, is that you need to trust the artists, you know, you need to trust them to, to do the right thing with their fans. Right. You can, you, and you, if you give them guidance, the thing is, do you, if, if you put a company in there that is kind of quote unquote responsible for payments, responsible for helping all these things, then they've got an excuse. <laughs> and then they've got like, well, you know, you know, the the, the company right. should have done this. You know, it's it's really the you know, it's it's a very very bare bones relationship between the artists and the fans through Sonically, uh, because you know, there's it's it's very very clear that that yeah. is the relationship. It's the it's the ultimate like direct to fan you know thing. And I can't. I can't express how important and how effective it is for artists to contact their fans directly. Um, and through this type of model, it just, it creates a synergy, which is similar to like a live performance, yeah. you know, where that energy is just feeding back and forth. I've been, I've been watching this happen for It's a deeper years. connection, right? Totally. It's, and, and Andrew totally. touched on, yeah. you know, people who pay more and i do that when i'm supporting i'll even buy merch and things from my own clients 
to support them. But one thing that I wanted to add to Andrews is that tipping is a bigger deal than most people think it is. You look at Tencent in China, you know, only a third of their revenue from that DSP comes from streaming. Tipping is a, a culture. And now it's starting to take off more in North America. And you're seeing people who, you know, like lately there are these badges that you can buy, you know, through Audio Mac where you can show your support. You can set up in a lot of different platforms like Banzoogle, you can set up a tip jar. And I see artists making a lot of revenue because these fans, these are their hardcore fans. They want them to succeed. They want to help them. Um, talk a little bit about how they can do that through Sonically. Well, if they can, they can add uh, at checkout, they can add additional funds you know, to that right then and there. It's very, very clear. And they can you pay know? any price. So to your point, Andrew, mm -hmm. if there was yeah. an offer that was $50 and I wanted to pay 60, um, I can do that. Yeah, at, at checkout, you have the option to kind of up the amount that you support for, for that item. And, it, you know, it's very clear on checkout and, you know, a very, I, I'd say, I don't know the, I don't have the exact number in hand, but it's a much larger percentage of people who check out to do that. And it really taps into what you're saying is that mentality of tipping. I want to support that artist. But what we're hearing from a lot of artists is that they don't, they don't really want to ask for the money and the tip. Yeah, it seems like pandering. They don't want to yeah, beg, the but yeah. they want to give the art, they want to give the fan the ability to do it. They just don't want to beg for the money. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. They, they, and the fan wants to provide it. They just haven't been given a good way to do it. And even the fan, I think sometimes the tipping thing, it, it's not, it's not reinforcing the relationship that's already there organically. And we think this is a much better way. Yeah. Put something out there that the fans love. That's the reason we don't have the dollar target out there. Some big aspirational hit it or I like that number, you know, just this is the project and the funding. I mean, it, it's not incidental to it. It's, it's core to it, but it's not all about the number and the dollar amounts and buy this from me. It's support this project. This is something I believe in. And we really try and have, uh, creators pour their heart out explain why this they're passionate about this what this is what's unique about it and yeah. then let let the fans respond and and then i think that that tipping and that support happens naturally it doesn't have to be in the form of um you know that that tip jar but but the fact that those are doing so well just speaks to that desire to support yeah. I think the timing is right. And, and the reason I say that is for the middle-class artists, I'm not talking about the Billie Eilish's of the world, but for the middle-class artists, there isn't a lot of revenue in sales streams and downloads. There just isn't. That's why they rely on things like merch and sync and some of these other things. And I think this platform, the timing is right because as Michael said, there was a level of distrust for a little while that now I think we've kind of healed a, a little bit and we're a little bit wiser. So in that regard, I think the timing is right. And also, since there isn't a ton of revenue and about 85% of the music business uh, is streaming right now, to have these tactile things and that direct uh, interaction and relationship, uh, I think is crucial uh, for those middle-class artists. I, I, yeah. I think that you nailed it on the head and, it, and it's, a large, large number of artists that are creating content that have fan bases that are supporting them. Um, you know, it's not even kind of the long tail, it's everything except the very front end of the tail. 
um, you know, in one way, shape or form uh, can benefit from a tool that allows them to connect more directly with their fans. Now, like, like most crowdfunding platforms, do you guys have this ability where you're encouraging the artist to post ongoing exclusive content that's only available to the people who have pledged, basically? Do you have that concept built in as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a private feed uh, that they post to where they can post video and, and uh, you know, updates and news and stuff like that, the direct messages to the fans that only supporters can get. And you can actually, they can assign which, which supporters get which messaging and which, which video. So if you can, you can build the tiers up nicely. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, and so people who join at the executive producer level, whatever, you know, will get, you know, different things than the people that, that join at the, the lower levels is, as well. So it, we, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's all. Yeah. It's one all of my favorite things with yeah. crowdfunding platforms, and, and I know that your offer is, is unique, but I can't wait for those weekly emails. The I want to see exactly like what, what is coming out, um, what's going on. And I would imagine you, I, I haven't had a chance to sign up and get in and kick the tires or anything, but I imagine if you don't have something like that, you, you will, can you talk about how you communicate to your fans and customers? Uh, right, right now we, we are not doing that. I think there's an interesting opportunity there right now. We're, we're just letting the artist and fan be sort of a, a one-to-one connection with without us sort of compiling and distracting and building our brand. I, I think there, there is an opportunity there. And I, I think what, what it will allow us to help artists to tap into is that kind of like that drop style, like you were saying, the, the anticipation and excitement of what's coming next. And that as artists use the Sonically platform, not just for the big project, but for those small recurring, exciting one-off things, uh, which again, we're, we're trying to create templates and guide folks or to just see all the different ways that the platform can be used. But if it's simple things uh, like, you know, an artist is selling some, some of their equipment or, you know, one of one type items that you put out there, I think there will be that pent up demand, not only for this artist that I love, but what else is out there. But, that, but that's something, you know, down the road right now it's it's the one-to-one between the artist and and their audience and their fan base got it yeah, so it was never really our intention to do a marketplace type of thing for this and uh it, it may become that you just night. never know you, you know, never know I, right pledge yeah. music did not you know set out to become the new tower records but they right. kind of did in in some regard but so i understand the platform correctly is it that you facilitate all of this but the actual pick, pack, and ship, so to speak, comes from the artist, correct? The actual fulfillment of whatever that experience or product is. Yeah, we have partners that we we refer them to. Oh, so know, if they need them. help with making shirts or vinyl yeah, or something, you have some partners like, hey, if you guys don't know somebody or have somebody, right. here's our our best practices, our our premier people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, because we we find that most artists don't need help, you know, delivering downloads or you know to their to their people or or creating merch and sending it out. I mean, some some do, and if they do. We can we have a network of people that are great at doing that, you know. But we we certainly don't uh, get involved with that. 
Now, well, looking looking at the website, it looks like it's invite only right now. Mm -hmm. So what's the plans for yeah, opening this line? up? Well, we're thinking sometime in, in Q1, Q2. Of oh, so soon. I mean, this year's just about over. So yep. Yeah, that's soon. Yeah, we're um, yeah, and 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 we we want people to come in and start projects. We just want to know a little bit about them and make sure that they're coming on for the right reasons and that we can support them to be successful. Uh, the idea we're helping it's helping hone our message too. You know, at being able to ask questions of people who are coming in and you know and what their expectations are. So do you do you have some artists who are already using it? that have been invited on board. And then yep. when it opens up, it's just going to be any artist of any level for any size. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the tools will be available to any artist. It's subject to a, a project review because we, we want to provide assistance in, uh, you know, from our experience, what will help a project be successful, but effectively it's going to be, you know, a, a, a tool that's available to artists to use, uh, you know, how they choose to, but, but there is, there is a quality control mechanism of, you know, we're going to review projects and then launch them live. And, and that some of that is just for simple legal reasons of, you know, make sure there's no copyright infringement, make yeah. sure, et cetera, et cetera, make sure, um, you know, you have to set up uh, the, the payment mechanism so that you can get paid because that, that's. At the well, end of the will day, each project that. be assigned basically a in-house project manager that they can connect with when they've got issues or questions we no not really i mean that's that was pledges model and and that uh that really kind of hurt uh because what ended up happening is that's not a scalable thing we have our software set up so it's so simple that you're not going to have any questions all right we've got templates that are all set up and and if they do have questions they can contact us but we right. don't have like this dedicated you know, because uh, because there's not much to learn, you know, other than, you know, it's, it's a different it's model. Take, it's yeah, it takes 10 minutes to set something up. It's super simple. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that's part of the reason to have the invitations now is to see the questions that people have. So we can either build functionality into the tools or build, uh, you know, FAQ and help sections and things to just guide people through it. Very, gotcha. Yeah, very easily. Because also the other thing is we, we want to make sure that as much money as possible goes right. to the artists. And if we build a, you know, a big team and have overhead and have lots of costs, you know, you start going down a different path. And we, we want this to really be yeah. frictionless and get the overwhelming majority of money to the artists. The, the artists could go hire their own team of people. Like if this is gonna be a project for a couple hundred thousand dollars and they want to have a team do marketing and, and fulfillment and social media engagement, Great, and we can we can refer you to people who do that, but that's that's not built into our model because it's 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 sort gotcha. of it's fundamental. Yeah, we take five percent. Gotcha. I think pledge was up to fifteen or twenty. They were yeah, they're fifteen. Yeah, right. Um, so, really, so you got you guys take a flat five percent regardless of the goal. How much is 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 that's raised? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. For yeah, that's what we do, and we also we've got some things that we we can't really talk about <laughs> this yet. Uh, that are really, really awesome. Well, we'll have to like we'll have to have you guys back on getting to talk money as, to the fans as you guys to the, develop to the, uh, to the artists. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Look, Mike and I have been talking about this for years. How when Pledge went down, and I know there's other platforms out there that have picked up some of the slack, but when Pledge went down, 
Mm-hmm. It, we were hoping that someone could step back in and do it right. And it sounds learn, like learn, learn from their mistakes. Yeah, exactly. so it's not repeated, but yeah. fill the hole. Yeah. And, and I would just add that, you know, you guys had me at hello. I am all in. <laughs> I can't wait to kick the tires on this thing and get into it. So tell our listeners and viewers, where can they learn more about Sonically and where, you know, where can they learn more about you guys? Uh, you go to sonically.com, S-O-N-I-C-L-Y.com. Uh, we have information about what we're all about on the website and just g- give us your email address if you're interested in starting a project and uh, we'll get an invitation, you know, we'll get an invitation out to you and you'll be on your way. Just say wow. Mike and Jay sent you. Exactly. <laughs> That'll move and you we'll, to the we'll, head of the line. That's yeah, right. Exactly. You cut the line. Invite. Front of the yeah. line. Well, I wish you guys nothing but success, and I hope that we talk soon and you tell us about Please some keep of your us new updated on how innovations. This is, Absolutely, is yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. This is great. Thank you All so right. much, Th- guys. Thanks again thanks for coming now. on, Thank guys. you Let's so keep much. in touch. Take All care. Thanks, guys. Right. Will do. Take care. All right. See Bye-bye. you guys. Bye. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. I'm so happy to see that there's a there's a player coming uh, into right? the, the the crowdfunding for musicians. Space. Haven't we been talking about this for years? Like, it's, boy, there's a hole in the market here. Someone needs to step in, but do it right. Do it right. I, I, as I said, you've got to look at the mistakes that were made with Pledge Music. You've got to figure out how to prevent those from happening, how to reassure the artists. Yeah, yes. it's been years since Pledge of Music fell, but you bring up crowdfunding and there's still sort of a either a sore a hesitation. spot because the artist did get burned or the yeah. artist is like, well, I'm not sure I heard all this bad stuff. So they're going to have to overcome that, but the time is right and it can be overcome. Trust me, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a couple bad decisions that were on Pledge Music. That caused the the issue. And the fact that, yeah, you know, the fact that these guys are going to just money goes straight through. It's not, it's not going to sit in Sonically's bank account. Once it's charged, the money's sent to the artist. Yeah. And they control that. They decide how that goes. And they're also responsible for, you know, fulfilling uh, their obligation, whether it's an experience or a physical good or a digital download or whatever it is, now that's on the artist, not on the platform. So I would advise artists, just like Patreon, don't do it unless you're prepared to do it. Well, e- exactly. I mean, I say this to everybody. When, you, when somebody says crowdfunding, I'm like, all right, let's step back. Do you understand this is a lot of work it's a commitment to do crowdfunding yeah it's a commitment it's as big a commitment as you're going to make to release the album that you're going to crowdfund to get money to record you have to put that much effort into the crowdfunding to raise this money and it's not free money they're not going to the they meaning sonically the platform doesn't go out and find the fans for you if you don't have a fan base to donate, to pledge, there's no money. 
crowdfunding platforms aren't places to find you fans, new fans. You need it's to come for your ready. hardcore fans. It's for your hardcore, most hardcore, top of the line, elite fans. I worked with a client that a couple hundred thousand uh, fans online, very active. And of those, only 700 supported him through a crowdfunding campaign. It was a successful yeah. campaign. Yeah. But that gives you an illustration. 200,000 got 700 people to support them. Right. If you're coming in with 700 fans, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to work. No, but it also illustrates the point that this is not the group of fans that you can let down. It can destroy yes. your career. You have to communicate. You have to fulfill. You have to treat them better uh, than anyone else. Um, these fans are the lifeblood of your they business. They will be the most vocal about how great it is, and they Good will be bad. the most vocal about how bad it sucked. Yep. And you don't so, you don't want to mess with that. Trust carefully. me. Yes, be very well prepared when you go into this. But saying all that, it's great to see that Sonically stepping into this space I'm excited. Has, has been approaching this in the right way. They've got Benji advising them as to you know what worked and what didn't work at yeah, for those that don't know that's benji rogers who was yep. one of the head guys with the early pledge music so he knows what worked and what didn't work on that platform yeah yeah so i'm excited to see them Me too open the doors here and let everybody in and let's see how this works because i can tell you as a fan i can't wait to get in and support artists that are selling autograph this and autograph that and special this and special that i love that stuff yeah yeah absolutely love it as a fan yeah you want to support them yep, yep yep so um check out sonically it's invite only right now but if if you're seriously interested send them an Sign email up. tell them tell them yep. you heard heard about this from jay and mike and we'll get you moved to the top of the line <laughs> <laughs> um so all that being said, we want to do a quick shout out and thank you for uh, all the support from Bruce at Hypebot, Bands in Town. Thank you to our sponsors, Bandzoogle and Disc Makers. And of course, if you've got a product or service you are interested in reaching our audience with, reach out and a message to either of us. We'd be happy to talk to you about sponsoring the music biz weekly podcast. Um, if you are on YouTube, please subscribe Spotify, please hit that follow button. iTunes. Yeah. There's still people on iTunes. Yeah. Although Spotify is the, the king of podcasting now, I think, yeah. um, uh, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. And of course we're on Facebook and we're everywhere you can find podcasts. So, uh, we appreciate everybody who follows, subscribes, comments, everything that 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 uh, you do to we support sure us. We sure do. We sure do. All right, that's it. We'll see everybody next episode.